Yeah, that soccer show is proud to be a part of the Soccer and Sweet Tea Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Go check out all the great coverage of soccer in the Carolinas at soccer, the letter N, sweettea.com. Here at Yeah, That Soccer Show, we're excited to continue our partnership with Uptown Poor, part of the Uptown Company, along with their sister organization, Uptown Catering. Hey, if you are looking for food or beverage catering for your next event or party, make sure you go check them out. You can go to UptownPoorCo.com, or if you want to see and visualize what you're going to get for your money, go over to Instagram and follow them at The Uptown Company. You can see all of the great things they have on offer. Thanks again to Uptown Poor for sponsoring, yeah, that soccer show. This is Yeah, That Soccer Show. Your one-stop shop for all your soccer coverage in Greenville and the upstate. We want this show to be driven by you, so make sure you send us an email at yeahthatsoccershow at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at YTSS Podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome in to episode number 28 of Yeah That Soccer Show. We are excited to bring to you today a special edition of Yeah That Soccer Show. For the first time ever, we're going to be talking about Greenville Pro Soccer, the new team coming to the upstate. And we had a chance to sit down with Vice Chairman and Chief Branding Officer Doug Irwin. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our episode, our interview with Doug Irwin. Excited to welcome in Doug Irwin, Vice Chairman and Chief Branding Officer for Green Bull Pro Soccer. Doug, thanks for jumping in on the podcast with us. Thanks for letting me get on. So the first thing I need to ask you is this title, Vice Chairman, Chief Branding Officer. Explain to me what that means. It's a little wordy, isn't it? Um, so it's, it's a dual role, and the vice chairman role comes from being a minority owner and representing ownership in day-to-day functions, decision-making, things like that. But the main role of chief brand officer, chief branding officer, encompasses um, – it, it's kind of an evolutionary title of chief marketing officer. You're starting to see it pop up at a lot of larger companies. It's helping um, just how do we position the brand. Right now it's a lot of working towards – a brand unveil. Um, Day-to-day, there will be a lot of overseeing marketing efforts, but really overseeing people's interaction with the brand at any touch point, which could be seeing a billboard as you're driving on the side of the road, could be your experiences at a stadium, really all-encompassing about just making sure we're listening to fans and their voice, making sure we're putting our best foot forward um, in every facet. So... My one of my main objectives in having you on the show today is to try and uh, put put a voice, maybe not necessarily a face, and this is an audio medium, but at least a voice with this team that you guys kind of announced. Hey, we're coming spring of 2019. We're here. We're going to start to work on some of this stuff, but it's been a little quiet lately. I know you guys have been certainly not been quiet on your end, um, but I want to let people kind of put put a name and a face with this team. So tell tell our listeners a little bit just about you, about your history with Greenville. I know you grew up here, but um, just just tell give us a little bit of your background. Sure, and and that's in lieu of finding someone more interesting to represent <laughs> the brand, which I'm sure we can find soon enough. 
Um, no, I, I think um, it, it makes sense to tell a little bit of the story um, and kind of where we are. As you said, you know, we announced in March um, that we had been awarded franchise rights and we're going to bring a franchise for the new league. And um, we can get into a little bit more of that process in a bit. But personally, um, like you said, you know, I was born and raised in Greenville. I uh, went to Clemson, so very local. Um, and after Clemson, moved to Washington, D.C. for a couple of years. And then um, worked in commercial real estate, commercial property management up there. And back down here um, in 2012 and worked in advertising, left advertising to come over to uh, start Endeavor, our co-working space downtown, which we did through Irwin Creates, which is kind of our umbrella development company that oversees a handful of initiatives. And uh, now I'm here. Um, and we, this process kind of started around a year or so ago when the league reached out to Greenville as a whole. And um, just as they continue to tour cities in the southeast and really nationwide, they had reached out and got referred um, to Irwin Creates and our group to talk about marketing, which led to an opportunity um, for ownership, which uh, just came about as us asking the question on a call with the league one day. So have you found anybody who might want to own the team if you put a team in Greenville? And they said no. And we kind of looked at each other and said, hmm. Maybe that'd be something we'd be interested in, um, and it just kind of evolved from there. That's awesome. So, how what what in that process when when you're thinking about asking that question, what is it that draws you towards owning a soccer team? Like, do you do you have a, a background and interest in soccer? Is there an interest in like, hey, any pro sports franchise is kind of a cool thing, or is it is it particularly that soccer that that just connected with you? I have a background interest in anything that's sport, pretty much. <laughs> um, my my dad played soccer growing up was was really on the forefront of uh, playing rec in high school in the upstate when it was just starting to become a thing. He was on the uh, inaugural Eastside High School soccer team. Um, he, he tells a pretty good story about how he intended to walk on at Clemson, and the week he got there and started practicing with the team to walk on, they signed nine foreign national players, <laughs> and he realized his soccer career was over um, because he was not going to compete with that. Um, my background, I you know, again, fan of all sports growing up, but I, kind of a, a silly way I really got into soccer was um, I, I had two roommates in college that were big soccer guys, one of whom uh, high school state champ. And I graduated um, Clemson, and my two roommates were had another year left. They were a year younger. And so I was living out my lease in Clemson over the summer 2010, and World Cup was on. Uh, I was I was job hunting, and you know I was a broke recent graduate with a lot of time on my hands outside of job hunting. So we we watched a lot of World Cup, um, FIFA World Cup 2010 video game, probably the <laughs> most influential game on my life. We would we would dual TV in the apartment and set up one beside the other, and we'd be watching the game and playing the game. It's I mean soccer's all I did for a month, and a, after that I was I was hooked. Um, and then moved to DC and got to go to a couple of DC United games and experience that. Pretty awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, so when when you're contacted by the league initially, like you said, to do some marketing, but then also with this interest of ownership, what is it that in your head says Greenville's the right place for this? And, and this league in particular, this brand new league that's developing at this Division Three level, 
this feels like the right time, the right league, and the right city. Yeah, and that goes to a little bit of your previous question as well. The, the second part of that is, you know, you look around and you see the momentum that Greenville has. Um, you see its presence. We could sit here all afternoon and name the, the lists it's made for best city to live in, best city to raise a family, um, best city to move to after you graduate, best downtowns, you know, goes on and on. The, just the momentum in the field, the region, and, and the excellence that we strive for. Um, Greenville's one of the best places in the country to be right now. It's, it's a you know one of the fastest, top ten fastest growing cities in the country. Soccer's the fastest growing um, sport. You know we've we've all heard the adage of soccer's the next big thing for years and years and years, and now I think we're there. Um, and you see just the momentum, even not missing the World Cup this summer, all the momentum we still have. And um, we we just we are always willing to bet on Greenville. And one of the things that we that the league told us, and and we believe wholeheartedly, is um, Greenville has a chance to be one of, if not the crown jewel city in this league. If you look at the cities they're looking at, um, again around the southeast and ac- across the country, we would be one of the bigger markets for this level. Um, you, you know, you look at Charleston's a similarly sized city. They have a USL team. Um, if it was today, they might be a D3 candidate. You know, they've um, the battery has been successful for 20, coming up on 20-some years now. So there's a little bit of com- competitive spirit of, well, Charleston, Charleston's got a USL team. I mean, we're, you know, we're coming at D3, but we view ourselves on par, if not better, than Charleston. Um, but we, we just think it's the right time. You know, you look at the youth participation across the city, across the entire upstate. Um Thousands of kids playing. Um, you look at the soccer programs at Herman and Clemson and Upstate, and just the, the region is a hotbed for talent. And it's it's something of you know how do we how do we take that path to the pros to the next step? And the way we view it, you know, it's not it's not an ego thing of oh we want to own a sports team. Um, it sounds sexy enough. I can already tell you how much work it is. Um, so you know, it's it's not all fun and games. But it's, it's really about making this a community asset, and we think this is something – my dad has said, you know, we want to make money, and we, we think we have business minds that can do that. And But this is a gift to Greenville. It's a gift to the upstate in some aspects. This is something that will help our entertainment. It will help tourism. It will help talent retention of young people looking to move to the cities that are looking for something, you know, some activity, some way to belong. Yeah. That's great, and I and I think that's that's something that we've obviously seen uh, with with other sports teams in the city that that that's a draw that's a draw for folks, and and I think that this can really be be on that level. So obviously the the teams announced in the spring, but you guys have obviously been talking about this long long before that with the league as it's as it started and got developed and started you know identifying these potential markets, and you're having those initial conversations, but since that time. You know, there was a, there was a good little stretch there where it was fairly quiet uh, with with you all, but but you all were busy. You we saw if we if we follow you on on social media, you guys have been to Atlanta, you've been to Philadelphia. What have you What have you learned in those in those outings? What do you hope to implement in in this in this team here in Greenville? And like, are there any other places that you're hoping to visit? Other other franchises you're hoping to look to and, and to draw from. I think the first thing we learned was um, how helpful the soccer community is as a whole. Um, we were 
just talking earlier, um, I was talking with Chris Lewis, the team president, about uh, we were on a call with uh, St. Louis FC about something and just how willing they've been in sharing information, um, just help, you know, helped another team out. They've been in that position before, too, where they were the new kid on the block. And it's amazing. And, and one of the things about having uh, Chris, you know, there are a million reasons that we wanted Chris to be part of the team, and we wouldn't have done this without Chris. But w one of the things to take advantage of with Chris is he's worked in sports for 25 years, and the connections he's been able to make, um, even being more traditionally on the hockey side, it's a fraternity, and these people, you know, they bounce from team to team or sport to sport. So we're able to go um, meet with Philadelphia, meet with uh, – we met with Bethlehem Steel, the USL team, met with Atlanta. Um, I could gush about that Atlanta visit all day. <laughs> we, you know, we all know the kind of success Atlanta's had, and, and you go there and you see why. They've spared no expense, and um, the training facility is just gorgeous. So it was great to learn – not just what's going – listen, we can all sit and Atlanta can tell us how to do things. We're not Atlanta. Right. We don't have we don't have the wall that Atlanta has. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's great to just hear those perspectives of, hey, these are – not just these are the things we did right. Here are the pitfalls because our main goal is how do we avoid to, doing some of the things that didn't pan out for a couple teams in their first year. And, you know, you talk to so, – Philadelphia, um, you know, they're not leading the league in attendance by any means or anything. They've got a good young talent push. But you, you talked to Bethlehem, too, which is a USL team that is really more about player development. They're owned by Philadelphia. So to hear both sides of the coin, too, about where some struggles are and, and what to do to try to avoid that, I, I think, is important. And then to, to the next part of your question, where else are we going to go? Um, I don't know in terms of uh, MLS at if we're going to head any other places this season, at least, uh, we talked to DC United and we'll do something with them at some point. They're a little busy right now mm -hmm. getting into the new stadium. But we, uh, from an operations standpoint, we're going to Nashville next week. And then we've kind of got an open invitation in Charlotte. We'll go to Charleston. We're probably going to go to Raleigh, um, maybe United 2 down in Gwinnett just to see kind of what a game day looks like, more, more than just front office visits, but to kind of shadow them on a game day to, to look at experience and what we can do there. And um, it's, it's really right now just we're kind of shorthanded and, and where can we afford to get people to go. And mm -hmm. thankfully the season lasts until October in some cases, so we got a little time to visit. We want to pause for just a second and bring you a word from one of our sponsors. Here at Yeah That Soccer Show, we're always excited to tell you about our sponsors so that you can support them because they support us and we're able to bring you the shows thanks to all of their generosity. And that includes Brad Butchkowski of the Wonder Check Realty Group. You can find him on social media at Brad Butchkowski, B-U-C-Z-K-O-W-S-K-I, or I am Brad B on Twitter. Or you can check out his website, brad.selling-greenville.com. That's Brad Butchkowski with the Wonder Check Realty Group. You, you're mentioning these teams that are around our area, around the Carolinas, a little bit into Georgia. Obviously, soccer is is growing. It's it's booming in this in this area. Um, but with the D three team, the D three league right now, we've got five teams. Our, our, the closest team right now to us is is down in in South Georgia in Statesboro. Do you do you see? Do you hope for maybe not year one, but somewhere down the road having like a more local 
rivalry with a team close by. Yes, um, and we have let the league know that many times yeah. how much we want that, and they know that too. Um, you know, a, a little bit of it is um, um, there are a lot of cities that they've said we're not year one, but we're year two. Mm-hmm. You know, given the movement around the soccer landscape of leagues moving up and down and going away, and uh, there, there's just I, I think there's a little bit of prove it to me first mentality, and, and we get that um, with a lot of cities. So. You know, Statesboro, we're, we're going to get pretty friendly with them. Um, but, but, you know, it's kind of a neat thing to look you know, to hopefully look back in four or five years when there are a bunch of teams really close to us and we'll always have this kind of rivalry with Statesboro as, as founding members that it will be unique and they won't be the closest team to us, but they could still be our biggest rival in some aspects. Um, and then it, it'll be really cool to get in the mix to bring some of these brand-name cities, you know, Toronto FC2. Mm-hmm. It's going to be coming to Greenville at some point. Right. That's pretty cool. Um, and I think, you know, the the rumor mill says that more MLS2 teams are moving down, which which is great. It's going to bring some notoriety to the league. And I know that there were pros and cons to them being at the USL level, but I think they're a much better fit at our level just from an age perspective um, of roster makeup. And, again, it's, it's going to be great for visibility. So – the down in Charleston every year they do the Carolina Challenge Cup yep. in the spring. It's a it's a tournament. They're bringing in MLS teams. They're trying to host this this event to get people excited about soccer. Um, any thought to one possibly if you get the invitation participating in that event, or two trying to host something similar here in Greenville where we could bring in some maybe not MLS teams, but maybe. Uh, but but potentially even some some USL level D two level teams in to try and again grow the excitement and anticipation of the sport in the city. Yeah, I mean if if we get an invite to Charleston, let's go. Yeah. Um, you know, little, little mini US Open Cup style <laughs> where we might play Atlanta, we might play a USL team. Um, we have talked. You know, one of the big things is building a stadium. And we're passionate about that. That we're going to do that. We we won't accept less than building a new stadium. Um, and something state of the art now within financial reasonable, uh, right? Reasonably state of the art. But I, th- I think to host that, we've even talked um, to some local college coaches about, hey, what if we did some sort of college? You know, if if this is truly going to be a home for upstate soccer, like we want it to be, what can we bring? Um, the women's teams come to Chattanooga before they could come to Greenville. That'd be pretty cool. Um, but I, th- I think. To host a friendly with Atlanta United too, with Charlotte Charleston would be great. Um, we had some interest from uh, pretty soon after the announcement from some uh, championship teams in England down at level two. That one of them said, "Hey, I'm looking to get a date." Uh, they LinkedIn messaged me and said, <laughs> "We're looking to get an extra date in the South. We're going to be in Jacksonville, and um, I forget where else they went." would you be interested in hosting us this summer? And I said, well, of course I would. I don't have a team or a place to play, but <laughs> call, right. call me in a year and, and we'll talk. Um, so we're, we're, we're open to ideas. Yeah. Um, I, I, th- I think it would be great to, to bring some teams of that stature in. So you guys have had two, I guess we could call them meetups so far. Uh, you had two World Cup watch parties, one in the group stage and then obviously for the final. How do you feel like, as you've seen from from the first meetup to the second meetup, even just the momentum. How have you felt like those those events have gone? What's the atmosphere been like? What are you hearing from the the fan support that's growing around this team? I, I think we think they've both gone really well. Um, it's 
the thing we keep hearing and we heard a lot at the first event was it's great to finally get out here and see you guys. Um, it's kind of what you alluded to a, a few questions back about, you know, we announced and then disappeared a bit. Mm. And we might have disappeared to some extent in the public eye, but a lot of that is back into the house of, hey, we got to build a front office staff out. Um, you know, we, we don't get to think about soccer yet. We need someone who can uh, track dollars, who can uh, handle merchandise, who can handle sponsorships and events. And we're really just starting to see the fruits of getting that staff in place. We're, we're up to six people right now, and that will continue to grow once we start sales, ticketing, um, coaching, all that. Right right now, this is a lot of the business side staff. So we, we were happy to finally get out um, for a World Cup for viewing parties. First one at Community Tap and had 120, 130 people. We're treated to a fantastic game. Um, we, we scheduled the Germany-Sweden game before we realized how big of a game it would be. Sure. Uh, so we're, I think that helped with crowd turnout. And then, you know, the uh, late Germany goal, which was just crazy in that game, which ultimately ended up meaning nothing because they didn't <laughs> make it out of the group stage. And then um, to build on that success, you know, the, when we got done, a lot of people said, well, you're going to do something for the final, right? And we hadn't planned on it just from a quick turnaround, again, staffing help standpoint, but – we couldn't say no and reached out to the um, to the outlaws. They were at the first one with us, and they they had a viewing party um, schedule. But we said, hey, would you guys want to roll it up in uh, into ours? You know, we, we loved having you be a part of it. Um, we wanted to get out to Brewer 85. You know, they've hosted a lot of World Cup viewing parties in the past for men's and women's. Uh, the owner there, Will, is a great guy um, that I've, I've known for a while, and I've that turnout, uh, I unfortunately couldn't make that event. Um, but just seeing the turnout online, I think we had 220 people or so. And uh, it's just great. You know, I, th- I think what's tough about the Upstate is we don't have that go-to place for soccer. And I know I'm preaching the choir here. Um, we've got places we can wa- we can go to watch games in small pockets. But when I look at a, a city like Charlotte, cities like Atlanta, even Charleston, um, you know, they've got a pub that's the team's pub. We don't have anything like that. So anything we can do in the community to bring people together in mass to watch soccer game is, is huge. So what can what can folks expect just going forward in terms of community involvement, building the fan base? I know you guys are doing the, the clinic for the kids, but what, mm-hmm. what kind of things can we expect maybe just in the short-term future and and beyond? If you, if you kind of have some thoughts and ideas you'd love to share, we'd love to hear them. Yeah, you want to know the name and the stadium and all that? Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I wish I could tell you. I wish I knew. Um, no, it's you know we're working on a lot of those initiatives, but it, it is about to get busy um, in in a good way. And we let's see, we're here in mid to late July now. Um, we're we're close on the brand. Um, sometime in August, hopefully. We, we and can, branding, branding being team name, team co- name colors. colors mm-hmm. um, Probably not kits. Probably not kits. Um, we're, we're learning about those turnaround times, and, yeah. and we're having those conversations, but uh, I think that's still a couple months away. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, as you, as you hinted to, clinics, um, just, again, how can we engage the community? Uh, mm-hmm. How can we get our names out there? We are partnering uh, on this upcoming clinic on August 11th with Eleven Eleven Training, which they're a fantastic story. Uh, Blakely in India, they, they train over – off industrial drive they do one-on-one training uh, for girls soccer both of them played collegiate uh and both professionally one of them played for the national team pretty good pedigree 
Um, so to, they're they're fantastic, and, and we're really excited to partner with them. And, um, you know, it, just because we're starting a men's soccer team doesn't mean we don't want to have, um, you know, girls and women involved at every turn. It's a good way to do that. Um, and it's, it's just you don't you don't go a lot of places and plan the pedigree they have. So we're excited to do that. We're going to have a couple more clinics probably coming in the fall. Um, coaching hire should be sometime across the next month and a half, we hope. We've had some coaching candidates in uh, for interviews. We just had uh, one fly out the other day, and we, we feel like we're in a good place along the process of that search and hope to announce that in August, early September, um, depending on negotiations and all those steps. Um, as far as place to play for 2019, I, th- I think, fingers crossed that by Early October, we'll be able to announce that. We've got some good discussions going on. We feel like we have a, a few uh, possibilities on the table that we all feel comfortable with. And then the long-term stadium home, um, that takes a little longer. I'm learning about uh, building sports stadiums and what that entails just in terms of getting all the private money, public financing, uh, city, county governments involved. That's a process. Uh, and, and you see why that takes so long when you you know read about it on ESPN about so, so-and-so wants or needs a new stadium. It's it's not something that happens overnight, but our goal is still 2020 season two to be opening in uh, a new facility. So I, I, we're still on track for that. So you just while we're while we're there, while we're on while we're talking about the venue, because I know that's something a lot of people are obviously interested in and curious about. And and maybe these are maybe this isn't something you even know, but you talk about you, you mentioned Charleston has the pub. Mm-hmm. in the stadium where they, they have kind of created this place for fans of soccer to come, even if the team's not playing, to come watch away matches, to come watch World Cup matches, whatever's going on. Is that something that you would hope to to consider, hope to incorporate? What kind of environment uh, and culture are you looking to, to create as you build this new facility? Yeah, you know, again, our, our motto is this is going to be the home for upstate soccer. What does that entail? Is it is it just a stadium? Is it more than a stadium? Mm. We don't know. Um, is it more than just soccer? Is there you know is it going to be a field that's going to host lacrosse and football and anything else? You know, it's it's not financially feasible to own a stadium or build a stadium for sixteen nights a year. Mm. Um, so we, we're going to be listening with open ears on how do we activate that and. It, it depends on where it goes uh, in terms of – I don't think we're going to get into the restaurant business. Um, I love what Charlotte's done mm-hmm. with the pub that they've put uh, – smartly put near Memorial Stadium uh, uptown in Charlotte. But I don't know. We you know we, One of the things we're talking about in the stadium build is being part of a larger development, especially if we're not right on Main Street, which, spoiler alert, we're not going to be right on Main Street. <laughs> Nothing's right on Main Street. Um People keep saying, "Oh, you should put it, you know, on, on Main Street." And we say, "Well, the drive did that. All, the, all this property that's yeah, over here. Yeah, really. <laughs> Tell me where the property is on Main Street." But um, you know, we've we've got a couple of downtown options on the table. We've got some more suburban on, options on the table. But one of the things we, we keep saying is we want to be a part of a development that will bring people in, not just for soccer, but for entertainment. And what does that look like? I don't know. But you know, hey, we know how important beer and soccer go together. Mm. Um, so we we're passionate about a restaurant, a brewery, something like that being in close vicinity and 
one that hopefully wants to open up early on Saturday and Sunday mornings and mm-hmm. show some soccer. Well, thanks for jumping on with us. How can folks stay connected with you, stay connected with the team, and, and anything else you want to share just as we're here mid two-thirds of the way through July? Well, um, the, the main thing you can do right now is to follow our social channels. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram um, as Greenville Pro Soccer, Gville Pro Soccer in some cases. Uh, our website is greenvilleprosoccer.com. And, again, just stay tuned. Um, it's going to be worth the follow. We, we should have some announcements soon about specific date for brand launch, uh, brand unveil. Once that's ready, we we intend to sell merchandise at the launch. Um, so this is going to be an event, hopefully. So I think this is going to be an event, yeah. yeah. Um, we, we're kind of working through some details of that right now, but um, it's coming and it's going to get busy, and, you know, we'll we'll move on from that and we'll hire a coach soon, and uh, it's, it's going to be a whirlwind. And one more thing while I'm thinking about it, while we're talking about the team, I know a lot of people are, are wondering, hey, there's these priority deposit things like, what does that get me? What is yes. it, What is putting a priority deposit yes. down get me? Um, the main thing is it gets you priority. It gets your place in line at our stadium for next year and our long-term stadium of picking your seat. Um, you want you want the best seats at midfield? Sign up. Um, there are going to be some additional gifts that go along with that, and we're still kind of finalizing. We promise we'll take care of our priority <laughs> deposit people. Um, and what does that look like? Could it be session with our coach once they're hired just kind of a meet and greet there are going to be plenty of opportunities uh maybe some gifts that are unveiled that'll um be free and previously it got um input on our brand through a survey and we we had to close the survey part of it so we could keep the process moving towards getting a brand but um but we'll take we'll take care of you and it's going to get you some cool stuff but mainly get get the good seat and not just for next year get the good seat long term All right. Thanks, Doug. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Another big thank you to Doug Irwin of Greenville Pro Soccer. We are excited to start to bring you a little more coverage um, of just some more soccer in the upstate. We're looking to cover a little bit of Clemson and Furman coming up soon. So we're going to try to work on some preview shows for the men's and women's teams, both at Clemson and Furman. And hopefully we'll be able to get those to you in the coming weeks. But let me know how you felt about this episode. Would love to hear you more. Make sure you hit up the guys at Greenville Pro Soccer on social media and let them know you heard them on, yeah, that soccer show. And hopefully we can get, uh, you know, maybe Chris uh, Lewis over there at Greenville Pro Soccer on as well sometime in the short near future. So thanks again for joining us today, and we can't wait to see you next time.